This is a production of 1217 Media. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. As always, man, do me a favor. Subscribe to the podcast, leave some comments, um, hit, hit the online store. 94feetwithcoachjt.com. We got some merch up, we got some dope all corn hoodies, you know what I'm saying? We got some long sleeve tees, got some beanies to everybody to wear. Um, it's all coming with y'all. It, it's that time. So um, this is a special drop. Gonna drop this ASAP. Uh, let me get to my this brief little bio of my guest today. Um, he went to high school in Starkville, Mississippi. He's a graduate of Alcorn State University. He went undrafted in 2008. Spent some time with the Cleveland Browns, the Chiefs, the Jaguars, also in Detroit. However, while at Alcorn, he was man. Let me just take my time. Uh, 2004, second team All Swack in football. Verizon Junior All American 2004 in track and field. 2006, 2006, first team all swag in football. Also 2006, first team all NCAA All-American. Um, 2007, first team all swag as well. Quick, quick, quick little accolades, man. Um, in four years starting at Alcorn University, my guest had 161 passes, caught 161 passes for 2,415 yards and 19 touchdowns. He also was a three-time SWAC Athletic Conference decathlete champion, decathlon champion, a two-time champion in the 400-meter hurdles and the 110 hurdles. Um, currently, he is a cardiac anesthesiologist, um, none other than Dr. Nate Hughes. How you doing? A.K.A. Skato. What's up, brother? Man? What's up? <laughs> man, I appreciate you, dog. Uh, man, that was that was very brief, bro. I, I was doing some work pre, pre-interview right now. I'm just looking at, again, being able to witness some of the stuff live and in person. But also, like the numbers don't lie, but um, the history books is there. And I, I don't, I didn't mean to admit this, but I believe last year or two years ago, you was inducted to the Hall of Fame. I was Alcorn Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say Sports Hall of Fame. So as y'all, you guys can see and hear, multiple sports, <laughs> yeah. multiple sports, man. Um, and I know that that was real current, but I want to talk about that because actually some more, more of our classmates, um, Brian Jackson and um, Sean, just got inducted. But for you, man. That's 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 major, bro. Was that something that you kind of set out early in life or what? So, yeah, I, I didn't I really didn't know that I was going to be that good in, in, in multiple sports. Uh, I, guess I just grew up, like you said, in Starkville, Mississippi, where um, the way to not be working a lot at home was to be playing sports. And, um, so I played football, basketball, ran track and baseball in, in high school. And, and what's funny about it, bro, is my, my best sport probably was basketball. But you know, I felt like as a you know as a basketball player, I felt like as a six one guard that that I probably I, I was no AI. I knew I wasn't AI. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I felt like as a six one guard, I probably do better being a six one receiver. Um, so I took my talents to to the football field. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that that I enjoyed, I feel like times are changing now. Is a lot of coaches don't want to let kids play more than one sport. I feel like um, playing more than one sport kept me from injury because mm-hmm. I, I trained different sets of muscles, different sets of joints. Yep. Um, I would go from football to basketball to tracks, baseball, and I felt like I worked different things and it kept me from 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 the wear and tear and just the injuries. Yeah, man, as, as a coach, I definitely know that. And being that, that was just what we did, man. Our, these 80, our 80s kids, man, we just, it was always doing something, but we could do multiple things well and good, but it was just, it was that active play, right? You got to be yeah. busy. Like you said, out the, out of trouble, out the house though. But also, you gotta stay busy because you say, "Mom, pops, like you are gonna be doing something." Yeah, um, exactly. So to get that initial call though, bro, what was that like for somebody? I'm sure I'm sure if they called you or sent you a letter or something. How that worked to where they notified you, like, "Hey, this what you've been awarded this." 
Oh, you talking about with college? With the Hall of Fame call, yeah. Oh, the Hall of Fame. Oh, bro, that was that was a call, man. Um, the 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 person over the committee, I think it was Mr. Byers. Byers called me, um, to to let me know. They had called to let me know that I was um, one of the finalists to begin with. And then the day they called me, it's funny. The day they called me, I actually got a call from my boy Charlie Spiller, who was getting inducted at the same time, who was playing on the other side of me. Hey. And I um he called me. He's like, bro. He's like, you get a call yet? I was like, no, nah, I didn't get a call. He's like, well, damn. He's like, well, I just got a call. He said, I'm praying you get a call. Then I find out like 30 minutes later after I got my call that he already knew I was going to get the call. <laughs> it was, he couldn't hold it in, man. He couldn't hold it in, yeah. So we both, it, 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 was, it was sweet to go in with my boy, somebody I started started off with. And it was, it was a dream come true, like to see yourself be enshrined and your name go beside some of the legends that came through, like Mega Evers, one of the legends that came through, Jack Spinks, Steve McNair, Donald Driver. Also, um, my granddad went into the Hall of Fame at Alcorn, Alcorn Sports Hall of Fame in 1999. So it was, no. it was to see, see myself next to him. Wish I he could have been here to see it. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely dope, man. That's That's got to leave a lasting impression, man. I walked back through. For homecoming, but I ain't back in the gym in a while. National gym. I've been a couple of games there, walked to the gym, man. But just to be in that atmosphere again, the court where spent some time at playing, just the atmosphere, go there and see it, man. They back on now in the hoop court. They doing their thing, man. Shout out to the board, the men's program there as well. Um, it's definitely dope, bro. Definitely dope. Um, Starkville, though, man. Is that where you're originally from? Are you so from? I'm originally from Macon, Mississippi. That's said, okay. Yeah, which is is considered Knoxville County, but um, I, I went to Starkville High School because my mom taught. She was a teacher at Starkville High School, teacher okay. and a track coach. And um, the, the, the funny thing about that little area in Mississippi, I always tell people the best athletes in the state of Mississippi, I like people may disagree with me, yeah. but they come from that area. And if you look at, if you, if just for instance, if you look at the trajectory of the um, high school playoffs in the state of Mississippi, mm-hmm. every year you have Knoxville County who will be the, 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 at the state championship game for football in 3A. You have Louisville who will be in, in there for 4A. You have mm-hmm. um, West Point who will be there for 5A. You have Starkville who will be there for 6A. And we all are within like a 30-mile radius of each other. So like, Load it up. Yeah, that that, 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 that little pool of athletes is, is talented. So many playing in the NFL from that area now, like A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. um, Jeffrey Simmons, um, Willie Willie Clay. Like it's 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 packed with, with athletes. And I think the – the, the competitiveness in that area keeps keeps athletes coming. That's what's up, man. So even in that, uh, man, growing up in that, as a young man, a young boy, bro, how what was those? What was that? I just know it's like those park games, like that outside game, that competition. It was like dog eat dog at an early age. It sounds like man had to really build some type of character, but some type of level of like you know you got to fight, man. You can't get on here and just be can't come out here half assing. You can't. And then you got to remember when we came through, it was a different era than the social media. So we didn't care about the dude next door to us. Like, yeah, if you if you were were in the city over and you were our rival, we didn't care about you. Like we were ready to fight. We weren't no buddy, buddy. Hey, hey, slapping everybody on the butt, um, being friendly. But um, I feel like that bred a little bit more competitiveness because we really wanted to beat you and we didn't care nothing about it. And we saw you at the skating ring the next week. We want to tell you we whooped you. Um, but that, that was good. Then, then seeing all the legends that come before you, like Jerry Rice from that area, you know what I'm saying? Like to see people come back to that area and and come support you at your games because that's how rich rich it is. It just was it was a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. Um, man, again, being a multiple facet sport athlete, 
during that time, bro, like, I mean, it's so many, I mean, those sports, I mean, all the sports, but I mean, those are the main ones that people draw themselves to, football, basketball, baseball, like that. For you, outside of the people who could have been directly on a, a main scale, how, what other people you may have looked up to or kind of watched, like, is who was basketball kind of, who was you on that track? I mean, back then, it was like, even me, I didn't, I ran track once or twice high school, it was like, you know, I'm like, oh, Michael Johnson, dope, I want to jump, like, run him, but it's, it was top tier, like, after yeah. those sports, man, who were some people maybe was like, okay, I'm, I'm watching them. Train like so, them. So so growing up, I was always a Jerry Rice fan. Always a Jerry Rice fan. As I got into college, I, I, I became a big, big studier and a big watcher of Steve Smith and a guy by the name of Derek Mason. Derek Mason oh, was yeah. a drafted guy too. Um Mason played for the Titans? Yes. Yeah. Titans and the Ravens. Yes. <laughs> he he was I, I I tell people he is probably one of the slickest route runners if you ever just sit down and watch film. So I watched a lot of his film, a lot of Steve Smith film. I actually modeled my game. A lot after Steve Smith, oh, yeah. the way I played yeah. the game. Um, when it came to basketball, I just was fortunate enough to be around um, a, a, a lot of talent. My one of my best friends from high school got drafted straight out of high school, and he was on the same team. He was my small forward. I was a point guard, and just being around a six nine small forward who can move, dribble, shoot. Who was that? Travis Outlaw. Oh, yeah. It was. It was. It was bananas, oh. man. We had. We had a squad. <laughs> It was bananas. Yeah. I saw it was was yeah. cold, man. Like we we should have won a state championship. We lost a state championship in double overtime my senior year, mm. but uh, we both fouled out. But it was it was we 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 were loaded. The only way the way out the way Vicksburg beat us that day was they pretty much went to a true slowdown game. Like they mm-hmm. basically no shot clock in high school. They knew they couldn't run a gun with us. Mm-hmm. And coaching wise, he just um, Coach Delacy Robinson just he just. He just did what, what a good coach would do. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the ball from him. So mm-hmm. like for the first quarter was like four two. Oh wow. Like so like he literally like we played a lot of two three zone and a lot of trap, mm-hmm. but we he literally point guard, they just passed it around the front of the key the whole first quarter. Like we was like, yo, what is going on? We're gonna play ball or not. Mm. <laughs> but Adjusting it was good. Stuff. Yes, what's up? So, yeah. Um so like High school or college? High school. Let's go to high school, though, man. Because after having successful careers, right, even in basketball, the sports. At what point, bro, did you kind of like shift and focus? Like, okay, I gotta think about what's next for me. Longevity. While you said basketball kind of shifted, you know, saying track could be. It was. I mean, most which is good. Football players do the track thing, so that probably be something that came along with the football thing. But at what age did you really say, you know what? I love this hoop thing. I'm good at it. However, for me to continue on a college level, continue officially pro. That you had to shift was that conversation you had with somebody else, or you kind of took that upon yourself and made that shift, or what? To be honest, the recruiting kind of helped me make that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like in football, I was getting recruited by a lot of big schools. Like Stanford was a school that I that, that I decided to go with that day. Um, so it was Stanford, Florida State, um, West Virginia, Ole Miss. There's a lot of big schools recruiting me in football. And when it came to basketball, it was a lot of the smaller schools. So I was like, hmm, you know, what I'm saying maybe it's something to this. Also, like. What are my chances in NBA draft is two two rounds at that time? I'm not sure how many rounds it is now. I don't keep up, but I remember still it was two, two still two. <laughs> yeah, yep. it was two rounds at that time, and and it's a lot of good basketball players, man. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of good basketball players that didn't make it. That mm-hmm. that to me, I was like, yo, this dude is like, he just need a chance. And um, so I, I kind of felt like in football, I could kind of find my way. Everybody is not. A, a speedy receiver. Everybody's not a, a, a good route running receiver. Everybody's not a physical receiver down the field. So I felt like um, when you cut the film on football wise, I, I look different than the mm-hmm. normal receiver at that time, as opposed to I look 
very similar to a lot of the other point guards. I just had a little more grit in me. But mm-hmm. like I said, I was no AI. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. Uh, that process, you know, now is crazy. Recruitment process is crazy. These kids get to get fly, flew out his age, whatever. They get, now they get, of course, they get NIL deals, all that stuff now. What was that process like for you? You're saying like Stanford now. I mean, for coming from, and people, of course, being Mississippi, a smaller um, numbers wise like that, but man, get opportunity to potentially go to Cali, go to Virginia. Was that was that heavy on you then, or you was like enjoying the moment? What was that like? It was it was it was beautiful. Like I I I, I go back and forth. I have days I think like you know what I'm saying like I never regret Alcorn. I love my choice Alcorn, but at, at times I I was I decided Stanford on signing day, decided. Um, and then later on decide, you know what, Alcorn may be a better fit. You know what I'm saying? And I spent the summer at Alcorn and, and fell in love with Alcorn. And I decided, like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to do this. And um, I, I felt like it worked out better for me. I felt like the the, the family, like, it's nothing like HBCU love, man. Like, it's, you, like people that, that, that don't live it, don't understand it. It's one of those places where you just have to be there. I feel like it's just the only time in our lives where we – are not the minority also. You know what I'm saying? It's the only time where we are in an environment where everybody around you wants you to want you to succeed. Like I, I still think about my first day in in um in Miss Ely class and Dr. Stewart class. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yo, I know you got football, but I need you to do this, 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 mm. this, this. You know what I'm saying? I just think if I'd have been in Stanford, they wouldn't they probably wouldn't care about if I got a football game and I'm gonna miss this test. Like they like, well, you gotta figure it out. Right, definitely. That definitely. A lot of people I've interviewed that went to HBCU, especially went to Alcorn. That's ever. That's probably number one thing everybody says though. No matter what it looks like, but that's the end goal. And I think that's why I think we can celebrate each other now as adults. That's crazy, right? We spend yeah. time adolescent as young as, as young adults, young 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 people, life totally different. But we can still be. Hey, man, you made it, or good to see people still doing. You know, what I'm saying prospering. I'm. I definitely try to get a lot of people out here in California. A lot of students I teach or players I coach to realize, man, it, it, you can opportunity to do something else there, but also it's going to be a life changing experience for you. Yeah, you have some struggles. You can go through some stuff. It teach you. It teach you a lot, though. It grounds you. It teach you. Yeah. It teach you. You can make oh, it. Yeah. Like when you, if you can, if you can survive, like I tell you, if you can survive some of the days we survived at Alcorn anyway. when the lights go out, like when Hurricane Katrina happened, we had water for mm-hmm. some days. It teach you that no matter what goes on, like you know, I can survive. Get, yeah. And then, then a stat that people don't know. It's like seventy some percent of doctors, hey, black doctors come from HBCUs. Yep, man, that's that's definitely one thing. I've definitely been high, and I, I spoke to a young lady with the FAMU. She's about to, she's the first black, or and she's at Purdue now doing her whatever. But she started FAMU. A lot of doctors, I said, a lot of doctors uh, come out of medical people come out of HBCUs. But also, I'll try to get them. These are agricultural school. I'm like, how do you think this stuff grows now? And I was like, I didn't realize that back then. I'm like, ag. I'm like, what? I'm like, wait a minute. All the soil, all the it comes from these HBCUs, and these people now are working on their managers, supervisors, these plants that do the stuff that grow yeah. the food you eat or help their soil. I'm like, so yeah, that's probably that's probably one of the biggest ones that I definitely realized. Let people know, look, man, somebody that went to HBCU probably came up help you help you get that. So I think yeah. that's something definitely dope. Um, you talked about your first summer at Alcorn. So even though you're being from Mississippi, though, but as you know, going to that stretch onto that yard different. When you it, first it, get up there, what was on your mind? What was you thinking? So when I first moved into Avalot Hall, I was like, yo, what is this? Because <laughs> I, like, I, I never took a recruiting trip to Alcorn. <laughs> so, you know, it's so like I didn't know what to expect from a dorm. I, I've been to a lot of Alcorn games. My parents went to Alcorn, so I've yeah. seen the Alcorn atmosphere, but I've never seen what 
what college life living on all coin yeah. campus looked like. So um, when, I, when I got into Arbalot and saw them little thin mattresses, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, what's up? But then when you think about it, though, like 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 me and my dad laugh about it because my dad grew up super different than I did. I, I didn't grow up like poor, you know what I'm saying? Right, I grew right. up in a in a middle income household. Right. So I had I had a, a, my own bed, but my dad grew up where he didn't even have a bed. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He shared a bed with his brother. You know what I'm saying? A little small bed. So when he got to college and he said he had his own bed, like he was winning. <laughs> True. So so it is it's different just how you look at it, how you grew up, but um, and then, then we had to sell, you know, we had to, we, cell phones didn't work when we were, when we were out there. So, uh, we had to call on the room phone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about the room phone. We had to, man, that's right. Hit that button a few times, bro. Yeah. That's Hit that room right. phone. So like, it was, it was, it was different. I think, I think one of the other things that, that helped make all going an easier transition for me too, is that it's a school in the country. I'm a country boy by nature. And then also when you were part of teams, like yeah. you, you, you in the grind. So when you first get there, you're in training camp. You're not even thinking about nothing else. You're in the grind. You're in the grind. And when training camp ends, now school start, and you kind of got your framework of how your day to day go, your friends. Mm -hmm. and you really don't know nothing else but but football, school, and eat. That's all That's you really it, know. Man. That's so funny. I forgot the damn phones. You couldn't get it, man. I think. Back then, I say we had the T nine, had the text, had to put A B C S in text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was rough back get, then, bro. Yeah, you gotta hit that number a bunch of times. Man, super man. I think and, and I think one of the biggest things for me also was being in California now seeing they got co-ed dorms right over here. I was like, okay, go out there. Even though my mom, my, my grandma from Natchez, they right down the street. I didn't have a visit. I just went out there and you know, had to walk on situation, but I walked out. I was like, oh, what the hell am I doing out here? They saying Cali, man, we didn't have to try to sneak into a dorm or you know what I mean? It was like what? It was co-ed already, but then now you can see now they got new dorms out there. They didn't read this stuff. I'm like, so you can see the progression, right? But right. They is as we know, right? They always say, "I know we not we got." The, I say we got the best both worlds, dog. We ain't on the other side of this. We in the middle of this, right? But these kids right now, back they not making it without no cell phone out there. They're having, you know what I mean? The internet, we didn't social media. What's that? Wi Fi? What's a Wi Fi? Right. <laughs> we we had to plug it into the back of the computer. Remember, we had to we had the, the, the yeah, wire cable. Yeah, yeah. Wire cable, man. And you better be lucky. Come on, regular cable to the TV. If you stay in the trailer somewhere, you were ringing, you were running cable wires, all kind of man. It was it was survival of the fittest, bro. And I will say that, but it do make you a better person. And but also, I would say the um, communication, bro. You to really survive and make it, you had to find a way to communicate. Now it could be with a small group or a large group of people, but you found some way to communicate, interact. Because at some days, whatever, them stores close early, but have somebody who got the food, you got yep. some bread. Or we taking a ride to the store, bro. Like all right, we have we got some gas. All right, Walmart, thirty minutes. You, you got a plan. You got a plan. Yeah, yeah communication, man. Um, you got curfew, you're like, yo, I gotta go get this, bro. Walmart, get back before curfew. We got no time, bro. Let's hit it <laughs> Thir Thursday night. All right, we gotta get in. They got we got the club night, but we gotta be in by something. So we may do a walkthrough. We back exactly. in the room for coach come through to the walkthrough, man. Definitely, exactly. though. Definitely memorable times, man. Um, your freshman year, bro, you went you hit the ground running though on the yeah. field, everything, man. Um, and speaking, you said your parents um, went to Alcorn too, though. How, um, knowing this, initially made with the Stanford. But then go to Alcorn. What was that like for uh, the parents? They they were excited, man. When I decided, you know what I'm gonna do, Alcorn. They was excited. My dad was excited. My granddad was excited. My dad was funny because my dad told me that he wouldn't let me take a car to Cali. You know what I'm saying? So like it, it was, it was 
he he was stacking the deck on me. <laughs> he made a real tough for you to leave. Yeah, he, he and he told me straight up. He's like, "Look, I'm gonna come to some of the games, but I ain't gonna be at all the games because like when all going to play Jackson State, all going to play Southern, I'm gonna be at all court game. You know what I'm saying? So like, he was stacking the deck on me, but but I, I ultimately think I made the right decision. Um, you know, everything hindsight twenty twenty. I could have easily went to Stanford and had had a crazy career in football and got drafted high and and never became a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Or I could have went to Stanford and right. um, not really got on the field because of the the, the, the level of talent mm-hmm. and never never became a, a professional football player. You know what I'm saying? So I think Alcorn gave me, like you said, the best of both worlds. I was able to do both. We'll be right back with more 94 Feet with Coach JT. You're an entrepreneur. You take risks. You're a trendsetter who stands out from the crowd. You're a business owner who makes more than just money. You make a difference. Sargent Branding Firm exists to help you do what you do best. Change the world. Get everything you need to elevate your brand and have a professional website at sergeantbranding.com. Vicky Cake's Dairy-Free Pancake and Waffle Mix is the heart of breakfast. Bring your family back to the table for good food and good memories. Shop now at VickyCakesOnline.com. And now, back to the show. That's what's up. Uh, and speaking of those opportunities, bro, uh, the work ethic part. I mean, I do see, you know what I'm saying? No, you've been, you, you go hunting, you go sit there hanging out, you do stuff, you grind, like you take it. What is that like, the, the work ethic come from, man? Because to, to do not one, two, but three sports, at a high level, but then also consistently to where, I mean, again, the numbers don't lie, bro. You're productive at everything you've done in it, uh, but that come with hard work. At the end yeah. of the day, bro, that didn't, uh, yes, people say we're blessed, but also you got to sharpen those tools. But yep. that's where does I, that drive come from or where did that drive come from? Even to today, man, being a doctor, brother, you're, you're a, a, a black African-American doctor. Also, former athlete, though. Yeah, you you playing a different game, man. Where's that driving the right to come from? I I got to tell I tell my my kids all the time, and and any kids I come in contact with, um, I was always told if you put a drip of water in a bucket every day, that bucket's gonna eventually fill up. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, my my daughter, um, she she plays soccer, she runs track, and like I tell her, if you want to be good, you have to do these things every day, some kind of way. You got to put some in it. So it's as simple as dribbling the ball for 20 minutes every day before you go to bed. Simple as that, shooting 20 free throws before you come in the house. Things like that are like over the long run, 20 a day, over the course of a week, talking about hours, right? hours. And then over the course of a year, turn into days that you've put in. And and putting that time in will separate you from the other people. I wasn't the best athlete at Starbucks High when I came out. I, I wasn't, I was good, but I wasn't the best. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just kept putting the time in. I put the time in. People that all going know I, I always put the time in. Um, I would literally leave football practice, go eat. Before we went back to meetings, I go hit the track, run me two, three, four hundreds, then go on back to meetings. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew that at the end of the day, being in shape um, was going to be the, be the difference to get me get me the shots I needed to get. That's what's up. Um, as we said earlier, it's 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 that week for us going going to going take going to the other school down the street this yeah. this week man when you play in your first classic game bro what do you remember about that environment blood pressure energy level what was that like for you 
man, it was it was it was energy packed. I don't know if you remember, but but my year, my freshman year, was when we had that big brawl at the, at the uh, state capitol building <laughs> where the both football teams. Yes, got yes, yes. At the capitol building, so it was it was even more intense to the point where I knew a lot of the people on Jackson State team because I went to school with a lot of people, uh, um, and so you know it's to it's it's to it's to beat up on your boys even though they're your boys, but it's to get in the business, to to win, to be able to talk. Because when you come back home in the summer, y'all all lifting weights together, getting mm, ready for the next season. Right. So it's it's like, nah, we I got to have bragging rights. They can't be ranking me in the in the, in the the weight room talking about me, talking about our team. They're going to do it. It's exactly. Happen. So, it's <laughs> yeah, but, but it was it was, it was was good. And, and, and then the beta, like, to have Coach Thomas, man, I don't think people understand – Coach Thomas was an awesome coach. He was fired up. I don't think people know how how energized and how how I'm trying to make the right say this the right way. How addicted to the violent game he was, and how the game should have been played to the point where he once the fight happened, he was fired up to the point where he wanted us to hit anything that moved. Like, it, and that's just how Coach Thomas was wired. But. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was it was it was exciting, and I I hope we blow Jackson State out. I never want to lose to him. Like mm-hmm. I, I tell people that last year when Dion was coaching at Jackson State, I was a, I was a Dion fan from the day one because yeah. I I was glad that that HBCU gave him opportunity that 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 his own alma mater wouldn't give him, mm-hmm. and I wanted him to win every game except against except us. That one for sure. Yep. every game I wanted him to go ten and zero. And we put up 50 on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is what it is, man. I went when he first got back that first year of classic. And it was that environment was crazy. It was, it was so electric, but also it was a great time to see everybody hanging out together, Jack State or Alcorn. Everybody knew that was out there for really support each other on a bigger scale and enjoy it. And that, you know what I mean? And that's what it should be about too, because those memories, that act that action, ain't nobody bringing out rappers sitting sitting field side on those seats. Like he you gotta respect him, man, bro. Yeah, they, got, they sitting on the field, like, come on, man. That's that's, that's game changing right there. And as people, far as that goes, you know what I'm saying? People hate him, but he'll – man, I tell people, Dion, a world-class dude, man, when it comes to just personality. I met, got to meet him and talk to him a few times. Oh, He's pouring to people. His, his energy is just different. And I just watched the interview he did a few days ago. Um, they finally caught up with the kids in um, in California that, that stole all of their jewelry. Um, and, and he – Dion made sure he said in his interview that he don't want those kids crucified. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he won't – need whatever community service they need to do or something, they don't need to be in a situation where that one mistake dictates their whole life because he understand what, 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 what a lot of black kids are up against. You know, a lot of these kids are doing this because they trying to figure out ways to, to put food on their table. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's a quick come up for them. And also, like I said, I mean, it's the, the state may be different in Colorado, but the stuff is the same California kids or wherever you're at. Yeah. Some kids, a lot of kids are struggling or, they ain't got that guidance where they got to respect somebody. They know it's an opportunity to come up. That's what they're doing. You know what I mean? And it's, it's got to happen. You from Cali. The cost of living in Cali is crazy. It's ridiculous, bro. It's crazy. It's, it's still going up. They just released a new little tax bracket out here right now. I'm like, this is crazy, bro. You got it, man. It's wild out here, bro. They just, it's going up like this, up, 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 up. And so I definitely, I mean, I, I didn't I say interview yet, but that's definitely good to hear. But also, like you said, but you have to be in tune with the youth you're working with or coaching or mentoring to know what's going on. Yep. And to give them a second chance, literally, yeah. right? Because you know that that one chance could be, oh, we're gonna give this kid or whatever. We're gonna try to lock him up. But now it's on his record. Now what? We yeah. already behind the eight ball. You know what I mean? To that. To now, that. Now, when it, now when it comes to nil deals and all that, people don't want to pay him or give they him the money. Out. They're like, well, you know, he had this one time. He's like, he got into this fight one day after a football game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like, and like he said, if if people held him accountable for some of the things he did at 17 or some of the things that the people that were interviewing him did at 17, yeah. everybody would walk up out here with their head down. Yeah, very true, very true, man. That's that's real. I didn't even listen to that thing. I have to check it out, man. Yeah, I, I, I reposted it on my Instagram. So, okay. you know, my Instagram, it's in my story. I reposted yeah. part of it because he, 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 he spoke to the heart. Yeah, you can tell. I'm saying, and, and people, that's also, he's, he's super passionate. I don't care what it is. Like you said, whatever he does, he puts his, everything into it, which makes it like, okay, man, this is coming from a place where you can't just say it's not him. He's He's been this dude in every aspect of his life, of his game, of his coaching since one. You can like it or not like it, but that's him, right? He's authentically him. himself, as they say. I, I would have went and played for him. I put it like that. Sure, I would have played for him. Bro, I can imagine what Carl is like next year. I can <laughs> imagine. These boys knocking down that door, dog. No, yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, bro, you finish out. Uh, you, had a, you had a shoulder injury in college. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, adversity, right, is a big thing in life, right? Something that you deal with. To have something like that happen to you, knowing you got to have. It's not something you can tape up and play with. Usually, you shouldn't do it. Um, what was like having to shut it down during that point in your life? That, that, that was probably one of the roughest years of my life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, I, I I believe in a higher power, so I believe that, that God don't make mistakes. Um, I felt like everything happened the way it should have happened. Um, during that year, my football IQ grew so much because what I was able to do was not play the game. And my offensive coordinator, Coach John McKenzie, put me in the press box with him every game. So you got so to see it from? From up top, from a bird's eye view. And I got to see what went into planning, um, charting the plays. Like, people don't even understand. Like, it, it's so detailed when it comes to, to games that – Mm-hmm. I know people see the people on the sideline with the clipboard. Basically, what I was doing, I was one of those guys where all I did was every play, I would write down what the down and distance was, what the defense did, what defensive front they did, and what coverage they played, if or not they blitzed and how they blitzed. It's a lot. And I would chart every play the whole game. And by the time we got to the third and fourth quarter, it would be, okay, it's about to be second and 10 or second and short. Look at all your second and shorts real quick and see what coverages you get. The majority of the time, like, and then I look and I'm like, okay, second and short. They play this. They play this type of coverage. Now he'll call a play based on that. Mm. Like, yeah, it look like like 85% of the time they're doing that. And now this was with paper. So, like, now imagine what they're using these tablets and stuff. They quick. can just quick t- control elf. But he was doing this at that point. So I learned so much about it to the point where once I got to the NFL, I was able to break down film. It gave me a real advantage. Um, and that's the reason I think I survived the five years I survived. And then it's the reason where why coaches that coached me offered me jobs later because I knew how to mm-hmm. break down film and how to study the game and understand what was really going on with the X's and O's. Yeah, student of the game, man. That's definitely something else. But I would say on the flip side of that, being a, was it, was it a bio major in college or what was uh, it? I did nursing. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Nursing, right. So, to better do that both, right? You got it. You're off the field. You're on the field doing that. But now you're in nursing school as well. That's probably one out of how many. I don't know how many football players do nursing school and go to college. Rarely. You're, you're probably a point percent of that, bro. Um, that's a whole other mindset of knowledge, time studying, sacrificing, but also just, um, bro, that's dedication. Yeah. To do both, though. That's a major. Like, usually people do one. Exactly. Do football and, and- nursing. And if you remember, our nursing school was 35 miles from the main campus. You wasn't here on the main campus. So that's a lot of s- s- added for another 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 young adult trying to play sports, go off campus, go to school, be back or for practices, but also spend God knows how many hours in those books, 
pace no yep. exams. How stressful for the, did that get for you, really, yeah, without was, everybody it, seeing it? What, how stressful did that get for it, you? It was rough, bro. It was rough. And that's why I said I think that injury took place at the right time because the injury took place when I started nursing school. Mm-hmm. So I was able to actually focus a little more on nursing school and focus on football, but not the physical aspects of football, the more mental aspects of it. So it happened at the right time. Um, but it, it was tough. Um, shout out to all my people that was in nursing school with me. I would not have made it through without without my roommate, Tony Reed, without some of my classmates that, that looked out and was like, yo, like they they talked about this because on Fridays on road trips, I would have to hit the road. Mm. So I would miss Friday lectures. So the only thing I would get from Friday lectures is whatever notes, notes. My, my people took. It wasn't it wasn't like the lectures were recorded like they are now in a lot of places. So it, it was it was different, but we we got through it. Um, yeah, I got teamwork. Much, yeah, teamwork. I got much respect for a lot of my professors, a lot of the um, people who who yeah. were understanding of of what it was that I wanted to do. Um, um, she was the, the associate dean, Dr. Blanchard. Love her to death. She 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 was a football fan. I think that's one of the things that helped me too. She was she was a football fan, so she understood what a college athlete looked like. Mm. So she. She made um, so like when everybody else had to do two 12 hour clinical shifts, it was impossible for me for be at clinicals from six in the morning to six p.m. because I had practice at three. Mm. So what she did was instead of me doing two 12s, I would do three eights, which came out to 24 hours still. And she would go that extra day and be up there for those eight hours for me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like just just the, the the family. And I think that comes with being at all going too. Yeah, that sacrifice, man. That's that's crazy. Because I was like, you can't do you couldn't do it. You wouldn't better make that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that's, def- that's, that's definitely dope, man. That's And again, that's a shout out to the teammates, people helping along the way, understanding. Um, but also for you, bro, I would say that you said sitting out or getting hurt because that physical attribute would have been the heaviest part. Take going to practice. It ain't been like, I just, probably just need some rest recovery. But then that's yep. studying, being on point on whatever. So, yeah, that definitely probably was a, you know, so that, that's somewhat that's that blessing in disguise because there's no way I don't think, you know, your physical body can hold up yeah, enough. Because that next year when I wasn't hurt, and I was in the nursing school. My day to day, what my day to day looked like is I wake up early in the morning, go to go to class. Around two thirty, we get out of class. I immediately drive to Alcorn, get there, put my clothes on, go straight to football practice. Practice till about six. We go eat, then we come back at like seven, watch film till about eight thirty. Then at eight thirty or nine o'clock, I'll be driving back to Natchez. I ain't looked at a book yet. Getting back at nine nine thirty, and now it's time to start studying. That's crazy. That's yeah. that's long long hours, literally like every yeah. day, man. That's what's up, man. And I feel like that's why med school was a cakewalk. Med school was probably it was it was easy. They have no idea what you've been through. Yeah, because like I'm literally like, oh, all I gotta do is study now. I ain't gotta go practice. I ain't gotta go do this. I ain't gotta go. All I gotta do is study. Yeah, it was easy. That's what's up, man. Um, finish your great career, man. Do what you gotta do. Um, what year? What year is last year at Alcorn? What was that? My last year, um, football was two thousand fall of two thousand seven. Seven. Um, and track was that spring, so two thousand eight spring. Two thousand eight spring. So finish up over there. You go undrafted. Initial. You go undrafted though. Put in the work. I know that was something you want to accomplish. Man, that not name call, not draft situation for you. If we may relive that quickly, what was that like for you, man? And I should have been, my name should have been called. Let me make that known. My name should have been called, like I tell people, somebody else in the, in the conference um, that got drafted at my same position. Um, no shade, but everybody knew I was way better than dude. 
Um, and then the person that drafted him was a coach that was an Alkanite, Leslie Frazier. You know what I'm saying? Like, come oh, on, bro. Come on, bro. What are we doing? Oh, man, you got to take it a home team first, bro. What are we come doing? <laughs> <laughs> Much love to Leslie. Yeah. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, that day I got that, that call, though, was, was, was an interesting day. Uh, rest in peace, Coach, Coach, Wick, Coach Herman. Coach Herman, um, mm-hmm. I was actually – we was at our conference track meet the same day of the NFL draft that year, and I just got off the track from winning, winning my um, second 400-meter hurdles. And um, he had my phone. And um, he told me, he came up to me with tears in his eyes. He's like, I got your call. So I'm actually thinking, I got drafted. I'm like, oh, I got drafted? Like, where we going? He's like, well, the Cleveland Cleveland Browns want to bring you in as an undrafted free agent. I was like, oh, okay, all right. But just that memory, that's one of my greatest memories with Coach Herm, mm-hmm. just, just hugging him with tears in his eyes, the excitement he had. My teammates are all happy. You know what I'm saying? It's the track team happy. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's love. It was different love. Yeah. That's but, yeah. I should have been drafted though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, but you do get your feet. You you, you get in the door. You get in yeah. The door. I got in. I had like I said, got five careers. Got me a touchdown. You know, yeah. touchdown or two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was what it was. What was it like though? The initial see that uniform with the name on it, and now officially like, hey, this is really happening. Even though how like, my our journeys are different, right? Different people's journeys are different. But to say, nah, I'm one of them ones now. Like, hey, I'm here. Man, it was a it was an odd about. Out of body experience when I um my first NFL game actually uh, it was against the Baltimore Ravens in in that that's that that same fall of 2008. Um, it felt unreal. It was in Baltimore and like to see Ray Lewis come through the tunnel, the energy <laughs> in Baltimore. It was it was it was crazy. And, and it's funny because like when I say it was an out of body experience, like. The grass didn't even feel like real grass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't know if it was just that they kept their grass that good, but everything felt like unreal to me. But it it, it was a memory though. That's what's up, man. Uh, currently though, man, I mean, you're in a you're in a field where you're serving others and helping people, bro. Like um, as we know, like I said it's a, it's a lot of HBC folks doing that, but also, but it's still a limited field of one males, uh, two black males that are doing it, but um, for you, what type of, uh, what was the passion to, to do nursing and medical as far as assist, I mean, helping others and serving others, what, how was that something you always done or felt like you wanted to get into? Yeah, yeah, so I, I knew, I knew as, as, as a second grader, man, I can find my, my mama still got the, mm-hmm. the thing, I, I, I wrote, um, they asked us what we want to be when we grow up, and I actually wrote, I want to be a doctor and an NFL football player, you know what I'm saying, so. Check, check both of them off. Check both of them, you know what I'm saying, so like, it, it's, sure. It's crazy that I see that now. Um, my passion now is actually is to get more black men into medical school because um, the, the AAMC, which is the American Association of Medical Colleges, they released some statistics in 2015 or maybe 16 that showed that the amount of black males getting into medical school in the 1970s is more than it is now. Mm. And so like I'm 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 one of the people that don't believe in like lip service. So like when people yeah. tell me like yo, we trying to figure out a way to get more black males in the medical school, but we're not mm-hmm. doing it, then where is the problem really located? We gotta find a way to get it get information out there, get that recruitment, or just get the visuals now for sure, bro. Exactly. And then, and, and they have a lot of programs that a lot of us don't know about. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know about a lot of these programs that you can you can do to get into medical school, mm-hmm. um, specifically as a minority, but it's not broadcasted. No. 
You know what I'm saying? It's not broadcast. And it's almost like it's like over the table. Like, yo, you can do this, you can do that, you can do this. Like, what? Like, let's make this known. True. So if you know any any young black men that want to be doctors, give them my phone number. Tell me we start, we we get this, we get this journey going. Yeah. And we can make it happen. Yeah, for sure. And even that's why that's why on the platform, bro. We definitely gonna repost this. I'm gonna clip this up, man. Definitely they watch it and see it. Uh some of the, the students and scholars that I teach in my part part-time and professional, though, I'm sure a couple of them are hoping them generally want to be some doctors that they would do. I'm definitely tap them into it. I got a group of yes. young kids who are like doing dual enrollment right now. So they're freshmen in high school, but they're taking college courses. But they on they on it, man. The young women too, so they're on it too. So hopefully they they'll see this interview as well. But yeah, man, for sure, that's something that we definitely get to highlight, man. That's the purpose, right? We got to, and we 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 post everything else, we we, we shine everything else. But this is something that we can, you know, man, we we always posting little baby and little yachty. I know, but we don't post, you know, what I'm saying we, we don't know, post man. The people that that we can we can definitely thrive to be and help the world, and, and they could a career path for them for the for the youth, save somebody, help somebody else out, but also for themselves, right? Your career, it's always gonna be some work in the medical field, right? It's just gonna always. Be that's what's up. All right, man. Before we get up out of here, though, um, at the end of every show, I gotta ask everybody. As you know, in basketball, um, your triple threat, right, is drill, pass, shoot. However, um, for 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 you personally, man, for those listening that may know you, I'm sure you have some new listeners or viewers that don't know you, man. I would like to get your personal triple threat, though. Like, give me three things that you like, kind of hold it, like how you carry yourself or how you want people to be known. Like, if that's Dr. Hugh, this is him. Like, give me your personal triple threat right now. Three things, man. I think I think hard work. Perseverance and just living life, man. At the end of the day, like we just got to take whatever come to us. Like just, I guess, adaptability. There you have to adjust um, to whatever however it comes. That's what's up, man. Man, again, appreciate you, Dr. Hughes, for your time. Again, y'all already know what time it is this week, man. All corn by forty, as we I say. About it. We <laughs> <laughs> say, man. You see it first, man. Dr. Hughes, Coach JT, two All Corn State alumni. And, and people who've been through it out there, but we also want to give love to everybody who's on the yard right now, any HBCU, but there's people everywhere, man. Stick with it. You know what I'm saying? Like those college years, some should be some of the best, but also some of the the, the uh, impressionable times of your life. But if you make it out of those situations, you should be a better person from it and enjoy that stuff. People you're around, value those relationships, everybody. I would say that value those relationships, man, because um, some of those people can be the best friends or associates you have for the rest of your life. And uh, you know what I'm saying? It's always need to have somebody. Everybody needs somebody. I try to tell you, don't think you can do it. You don't got to do it on your own, but at some point in time, you don't need somebody else, man. So, man, you heard it here first live with Dr. Hughes, Coach JT. We here, man. Like I said, all coming by 40, y'all, this week. Let's get it done. All right, we out. 94 Feet with Coach JT, we out. Peace. All right. Thanks for listening to 94 Feet with Coach JT. Subscribe on iTunes, leave a review, and follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. This is a production of 1217 Media.